You are listening to the Age of Heroes podcast, a podcast dedicated to pop culture, fandom, and the geek world. My name is JP Saricolia. I am a digital creator committed to inspiring others to pursue their passions, their dreams, and goals. I am sitting down with creators and influencers from all walks of life to talk about their work, their experiences, and how to make a positive impact. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia here and welcome again to another episode, uh, this week's episode of Age of Heroes, uh, this podcast. And in uh, this week, I have a guest of honor, a person that who I know for quite some time, and he is, uh, perhaps a lot of you know him, uh, whether you are on Facebook or whether you are on a lot of the forums, Statue Forum particularly, Keith Glenn. And up to this day, I don't know how to pronounce his his name on statue forum um number three bag shot row that's right that's right <laughs> all i know is that, uh but you know um keith um uh, keith glenn is a, is a person uh, who i trust very much i trust his opinion uh, he is a very seasoned collector he's been collecting for 30 plus years um he's older <laughs> than all the collectors who i know so when it comes about um this hobby, statue collecting, toy collecting, even diecast collecting, a lot of things that have to do with collecting. I know that he knows more than most, I would say more than 99% of people here. Um, and wow. to me that uh, I appreciate his insight. Uh, he's been a, a mod, you know, again, on Statue Forum for a long time. Uh, when I was uh, reviewing a Statue Forum, I reached out to him many, many times for a lot of questions, things that we needed to do. And he was always there, uh, graceful with me and helping me there. But also he is involved with groups on Facebook. So I know that he has a lot of experience in different parts as a collector, but also as a person that it's a leader of collectors and leading and modding different groups. So I want to say welcome, uh, Keith. Thank you for taking this Thank invitation. You, JP. Uh, and sir, let me ask you this, because uh, again, I, you've been around for a long time. How did everything start? How did you become a collector? Um, well, I, I say I probably always had the collector bug. Um, I was collecting comic books when I was real young, mm -hmm. um, up to the point, uh, when I went away to college mm -hmm. and after I, uh, came back from college, I found, uh, to my dismay that my mother had thrown away comic oh. books. <laughs> so, um, I, I was rather perturbed about that mm -hmm. um and then there was a gap of where i didn't collect anything until i moved from uh st louis okay. to denver it was a job change and uh, i met a guy who uh, was working with my uh, in, with me in my department at uh in denver mm -hmm. um who was a comic collector and I said to him, man, you know, I'm always, you know, I, I, I watch all the animation. I love watching cartoons, and, mm -hmm. you know, big Johnny Quest and stuff like that. And, and uh, he said, well, you know, every Thursday I go to the comic store. I said, do you mind if I tag along? Mm -hmm. And so that was probably the downfall. As soon as I started going with this guy on Thursdays to the comic store, mm -hmm. um, I the first time there, I picked up some of my favorites. I mean, I've always been an X-Men fan, mm -hmm. so I picked up some of the, the X-Men comics at that particular time. And then um, 
as we kept going, next thing I know, I went, I'm looking at statues. Mm. And um, yeah, Owen had not quite come out at that time yet, but there was some dark horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a couple of DC statues mm-hmm. and they were always, they always caught my eye uh, until the one time the comic store showed uh, the new Bowen stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time there was the, the uh, Red Daredevil full size oh, wow. statue uh, was, I think that was my first statue purchase and then i also started buying bowen designs uh, minibus mm-hmm. and uh as i uh, collected those and found out more about bowen designs and the the internet was still fairly new back then I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of people were still using dial-up mm-hmm. uh, to get access and get their email um, fortunately where I lived in Denver, we were one of the first to get, uh, I'll call it high speed, but back then compared to what we have now, mm. it wasn't really high speed, but it was like always on. Mm. Um, so, uh, Bowen designs had his website and I started, uh, ordering directly from the Bowen designs website and got to know Randy, mm-hmm. uh, as I, uh, purchased and started asking questions. And the next thing you know, Bowen uh, started a forum on his website mm-hmm. and he posted that he was looking for some mods for his, his uh, forum. And I volunteered and uh, <laughs> me and a couple other people who are still hanging out on statueforum.com mm-hmm. uh, were uh, mods on uh, the Bowen Designs the Bowen Forum. forum. Yeah. So I, as that grew, uh, we started talking more about statues and it, it started to digress outside of the Bowen designs arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, DC was doing some stuff at mm-hmm. that time. There was still Dark Horse was doing some, some statues. Uh, Kotobukiya came in, along mm-hmm. uh, doing some of their statues. And then it just sort of, blew up from there uh, yeah this was probably the, the late 1990s mm-hmm. as it grew um i for for years i was a bowen design completist mm-hmm. oh wow i think i ended up uh somewhere around 150 mini bus and 60 70 full-size statues around mm-hmm. that time i mm-hmm. think um wasn't until he came out with uh, Kid Rawhide. That was where I broke my completist on the minibus, mm-hmm. but I kept collecting the full size stuff. Um, let's see, and you know, as 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 time progressed, sideshow. I can't even remember when sideshow started. I think that was like in the mid two thousands, or it was earlier. Yeah, but it was mid two thousands when they started like going with the. Yeah, um, that was at dioramas premium formats and comic cats. Right, right. Well, as I, I uh, got into those guys, I didn't get into them heavy because they were a little bit too big and trying to figure out how to display his yeah. stuff. I mean, Bowen was my major uh, displays mm-hmm. as I was uh, expanding my collection. Um, I didn't have a man cave at the time yet. I had a, uh, a room that uh, one of my kids moved out, went to school, and mm-hmm. I took over the room and got some display cases and started to display the um, uh, 
uh, statues in that room. Um, so that was sort of like the beginning of my man cave. Mm -hmm. And uh, as as time grew, I finally got around to finishing the basement and um, put my man cave up in the basement. And that's where I, I grew my collection. I got into sideshow i got into dc statues i still have been big into bowen gentle giant was another big one mm -hmm. i got into doing the star wars statues and uh, minibus i still sort of stuck around the majority of my collection is in the one six scale mm -hmm. um but i would be selective as i got into the uh, uh quarter scale yeah um yeah, and I, my collection has always been geared around things that I grew up with. I, mm -hmm. I collected Hallmark ornaments. Okay, yep. And they tend to be DC, they tend to be Marvel, Star Wars, Star mm -hmm. Trek, Hanna-Barbera, uh, Warner Brothers. Stuff, yeah, yeah. Um, see, I got into trading cards at one time, mm -hmm. um, mostly Marvel. Okay. Uh, had a lot of the uh, um, the Marvel, let's see, the first four sets before they did into the, uh, what they call those high-end collectible. Those master, what was that? Yeah, master Marvel Masterworks. Uh, so master Marvel yeah. Masterpieces. Masterpieces, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had probably three or four sets of those. And I would, and again, as my completest background came in, I had to mm. have all the chase cards. <laughs> so every time we went to the, my friend and I, every time we went to the, the comic, uh, comic store, I'm trading and I'm buying. And, uh, you know, the uh, Comic Con started getting big in mm. the early 2000s. So mm -hmm. we were going to those and I was buying cards and trading cards. And I was still buying comics all that time. Um, I think I've got probably six or 7,000 oh, wow. comic books in my basement. Um, it's hard to display comic books. It is. In my mind. Um, got into a little bit of uh, artwork. Mm -hmm. I bought some uh, Alex Ross mm -hmm. Jaclays, mm -hmm. some Jim Lee Jaclays, and I got into uh, a little bit of commission drawings i've got some emanuela lupacino mm -hmm. uh, she does a lot of dc stuff um and uh i sort of i sort of stopped the the commission and the the artwork as i was running out of wall space <laughs> yeah. if i if i can't display something i usually don't buy it okay it's just my you know, my mentality, I'm not one for storing stuff uh, and switching things out. I want to display what I have. Mm. Uh, if there's something that I want to get that it doesn't fit, something goes. So I will mm. sell something in order to make room of something that I, I want to buy. Um, so I'm, I'm still heavy into the, the collectible market. I don't buy as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. That's a combination of space and age. Mm -hmm. I'm going on, I'm going on sixty-eight. I'm starting mm. to think about what in the world I'm going to do with all this stuff. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, either one of my kids are really into it. I do have some Disney pieces that my one daughter would collect. 
So she'll ultimately get those pieces. Um, but, I'm, you know, it's going through my mind, what am I going to do with all this stuff? And I don't necessarily want to leave them hanging with trying to figure out what to do with What them. to do, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never really gotten into the third scale. They're just too big, too big. for me. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with the full-size bus. They just take up too much room. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I was uh, a collector who specializes in certain genre, you know, like if I was only Marvel, mm -hmm. if I was only DC, if I was only Batman or, you know, Wolverine or whoever, then I might expand out into... Uh, those kind of collectibles, but I have so many mm -hmm. likes that um, I just, I, I'd rather have the available space. So I look for things that are smaller in scale mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. for the standpoint of being able to display all my stuff. Yeah. So. I, th I think that, um, like you said, like when I started collecting, started collecting small stuff back in the day when, the scale was everything was smaller anyway. Um, when you have Bowen designs and you have DC stuff, they, everything was a lot smaller. And then of course SciShow came in the, uh, with the big stuff, and I started collecting the SciShow stuff until I realized that I just didn't have the space for it. It was too yeah. much. And even yeah. though as much as I love the quarter scale, and one third is amazing uh, to look at, it just it requires so much uh, real estate. Um, that yes, I do not have. And I feel that for every piece, a big piece like this, like a, I don't say Prime One Studio, I could be displaying, I don't know, five pieces of something else. Uh, I don't know, it's just something that, um, as much as I like what they do, and as you mentioned, because I'm a fan of so many different things. And I think one thing I was talking to another collector recently, also in the podcast, is that, um, I think the longer you are in this hobby, it's harder to just collect one thing. I know some people like to stick with one particular license, but it's just hard to do it because there's so much yeah. stuff that I'm a fan of. I'm, I'm always fascinated by the, the collectors who, um, I don't want to say limit themselves, but have such an affinity to a particular character. Mm. You know, somebody who is only a hope collector mm -hmm. or only a, a juggernaut collector I'm trying to think of who we got one of our mods on yes. statue forum name is juggernaut um, too <laughs> yeah he's into juggernaut but he's got um forget force forget of nature but yes force, force of, of nature, nature yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah that's that's sort of funny is I, you know i i know so i have got to know so many people through statue forum oh yeah Ooh. that i i don't know their real names <laughs> <laughs> i i know their handles so i've had i've had people on facebook uh you know start message me and and going hey i know you on statue forum and i'm looking at you know his name is jim smith and i'm like Ooh, jim who smith. are you and he's like, oh, I'm so-and-so on statue phone. I'm like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Do you miss the, I know that you still mod uh, statue forum, but of course now 
most people, at least the youngest collectors or the younger collectors, whoever is coming into the hobby, they are going now to Facebook because that's where they're encountering for the first time, you know, the, the companies and all of that. Right, so they don't right. know much about forums. So they're not going to the forums. Uh, do you miss the interactions that used to happen in the forums? Uh, do you prefer them over what's happening now on Facebook groups? Um, it's, I'm not sure if I prefer them. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the statue form, I'm just more familiar with all the people who are on there. Mm -hmm. So I think I have higher quality discussions with some of those people. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook, you know, some of the groups, even some of the groups that I'm, uh, moderator on there are thousands of people on oh yeah and it's it's so hard to get to know very many of them unless there are certain people who focus and do a lot of posting then you get to know who some of them are but then you get a lot of people that'll they uh, i don't like the term lurker because some people are just not necessarily comfortable chatting a lot on mm -hmm on the internet and we all know the problems that can be caused by uh, people on the internet. So I think there's just a lot of people that just like to look, mm -hmm. and read and hear other, see other people's opinions, um, but don't necessarily want to, uh, and contributes not, not the engage. right word either. Yeah. Engage. Yeah. They just would rather be in the background and, uh, see what people are collecting um and you know i i like to use it for what's coming up coming up yeah it's so hard to follow all the companies um and then people will announce them and uh, that's that's where i start to get my interest is when when people say oh something such and such is coming and here's some sneak previews of it mm -hmm. um, that's how i try to make a decision if i want to spend my money on it or not I think that is a, the way you present it is, um, you know, one thing I love about uh, forums, even before uh, Facebook groups became a thing, is that the ability to go to the forum and through the search uh, system or through the, the that engine, search engine, you're able to, to even go back as far as you can go uh, and really just read the comments or read the information that is provided in the conversation. So it's a very enriching experience and i think i always recommend anyone if you want to know more about the history of the hobby or the artists or how things were in, happened before uh, information about pieces that perhaps are not as because everybody's talking on facebook about the newest thing right but if you want to yeah. know more about some of the older pieces or some of those companies that are long gone then you have to go to the forums or whereas you're going to find more information and uh, more experienced collectors that have been doing this. You can ask a question and there's going to be someone that is going to answer your question right away versus right. Facebook, where I feel that everybody's just in the moment, you know, it's just a pose and, you know, like everything is on the top is always going to be the, the most recent posts and that varies everything else. So it's like, there's yeah. no way for us to go as far as, I don't know, even you cannot go as far as a month ago or even a yeah. day ago, you know, everything is just yeah. new. It, I, I miss that. 
Yeah, and you're and you're right, and, and it's it's funny you mentioned that. Just uh, I'd say within the past week or two, somebody on Statue Forum posted a uh, a comment on a Clayton Moore piece, mm-hmm. and uh, I went back and started looking at all the stuff that was in there. You know, there was the uh, the she dragon. It was a yeah. she dragon that has been customized into so many different characters because of that post. Yes. Um, I started going back and <laughs> and looking at all the, the different customizations people have done on that. And you're right. It was, it was pretty easy to go back and do that search and get all the history on, on these uh, pieces. Yeah. Because there were times um, even on Facebook where people ask, they were asking information about a particular piece and I was not as aware of it, but I say, wait a minute. I know I saw something about a custom or any type of custom or anything that was done somewhere in fa- on on Statue Forum or any other forum, whether it's Sideshow Freaks or Statue Marvels. Right. So I would go do the, you know, search and find the post, uh, which right. is amazing that you're able to do it. Um, it definitely, it, I do miss that. Now, is there, is there a dif- difference as a, as a mod, you know, moderating a forum? I'm sure there is, but what is the biggest difference that it is there when you moderate in there versus uh, Facebook? Um, well, I have to say the statue forum now, most of the moderating we've had to do is just spam. Okay. People log in, create some kind of a post about, you know, I don't know, cryptocurrency or oh, whatever wow. the case may be, you know, and, the, and then links to, uh, yeah, link to somewhere. And, uh, we got a lot of members that post, uh, that will report those. So we okay. just have to go in. And uh, usually what we delete the posts and ban the member because we don't want any spammers in the, in the forum. Um, on Facebook, I tend to see more uh, negative comments about people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And then also I see a lot more occasions where somehow someone gets politics into something to do with a new statue or a pose mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And then that always goes down a rabbit hole when anybody posts something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get that rarely on statue forum, but I see it a lot more often on some of the uh, um, Facebook, Facebook groups. groups. Yeah. You get a lot of, I see a lot of, um, especially on the BST Facebook groups mm-hmm. where people are chastising somebody for posting a price for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How in the world can you expect to get something, you know, this price or that price or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I see. And those. of course the mod pops in and says, look, just ignore it. Will you? And I don't understand why people can't ignore posts, but it seems like Facebook, it just invites comments oh yeah whatever you know um yeah to me like you say in in reference to the price um you know i I just don't get it like i you're mentioning this morning i was reading a comment in one of those groups where somebody posted a price for something selling something selling a collection and it's given the list of prices and somebody's just just commenting posting that the price was too high that this and that and to me it's like i feel that people are entitled to sell whatever they want to sell it there's always going to be a buyer for something 
yeah. it doesn't offend me. I'm not the one paying for it. I don't feel that. Yeah. And NASA opinion, you don't need to post your opinion. You know, if you don't like it, just scroll and keep moving. I just feel that there's a lot of that toxicity that happens a lot on Facebook, which is hard to control. And one thing I would say, and I, it's something that I, I would say I admire uh, when I met you and I met a lot of the mods on Statue Forum. Um, what I really like about the mods is that there was not just they didn't just pick a person out of nowhere. You know, you 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 were there since the beginning. You have proven yourself to be a, a reliable person, a person that is not looking for conflict, a person that knows and knows how to pose your opinion in a respectful manner. So it's like you earn your badge of honor to become a mod at some point. I feel on Facebook, there's not the same rule. I feel that sometimes people are just picked because they need mods and they just, they give somebody the job, but there's a lot of people that don't know how to control the crowd. Yeah. Well, I can't say that I haven't gone down the wrong path on occasion. Um, I'm sure there's a few guys on statue forum who I, I, them and I probably have not seen eye to eye and, you know, to tell you the truth, I usually can't remember why, (laughs) Um, you know, there's so, I mean, there's so many posts that, especially now that I'm retired, um, I, I read almost every post on statue forum and i read a lot of the facebook stuff Mm -hmm. um but you know if i get into a conversation or with somebody and it might have gone left when i meant it to go right you know give me two or three days and i won't even remember what it was about yeah because there's just so much conversations going on about you know everything and i just tried to I try to maintain a level head, but, you know, everybody's human. So there's going to be an occasion where I probably have uh, gone off the deep end on on occasion. I think we all have. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One thing I would say about collectors, uh, everyone that is in this, in any hobby of collecting anything, I feel that we are very passionate about the things that we collect. And the passion is always sky high. And I feel that when we're so passionate about something, we sometimes we say things that we don't mean to say, or perhaps they, the way it comes out is not, the intention wasn't there to hurt somebody else's feelings, but it hurts people's feelings. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, you've got, it you've, got the, you've got the Marvel versus DC. Oh, yeah. You've got the museum versus action poses. You've got the quarter scale versus six scale. You, I mean, there are so many people that have different opinions, and then when the two when when two people get into a uh, a discussion, mm-hmm. you know, let's say museum pose versus action pose, neither one of them can sometimes understand why the other one has their opinion, <laughs> which, I <laughs> yes. think, which I think is funny. Um, but you know, I I'm a fan of comic accuracy mm. that's the style that i like um but there's a lot of people that like the artist interpretation statues mm-hmm. and um there's some beautiful pieces coming out um, oh yeah definitely can't can't argue that point um but that, that's why bowen was always one of my favorites tweeter head 
has now been one of my favorites mm -hmm. from a DC perspective. It's, I mean, they're making statues that look like they came right out of the comic pages. And that's, yeah. that's my style of collecting that I like. Um, but, you know, these hush statues that are coming out, uh, they're all, you know, prime one J and D. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, they're, they're beautiful pieces. And then you get the people who are just like, well, that, that face just doesn't quite look like, Oh my God. That's, you know, you know, now the big one that I've seen lately is, um, our win, our win from J and D. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tyler, that's Stephen Tyler's, uh, daughter. Yeah. Daughter. What's her name? I forgot, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. To me, yeah. it's like, I'm looking at that piece that the person the years that I've been doing this, uh, you know, almost 20 years, I'm looking at that statue and I'm like, like, I'm blown away by the likeness, even though it's not 100% perfect, but I'm amazed how far we have come. But a lot oh, of collectors, yeah. they look at it as like, oh, they're nitpicking and they compare it to a lot of different photos on different stages, even different ages of the, the actress. And I'm like, I don't see it. I know it's not 100%. Maybe it's just the angle. Maybe it's just the picture. There's a lot of factors that can play there but it becomes such a big mess with a lot of people are talking everybody is giving their opinion and everybody's getting upset with each other about their opinion and there's some back and forth with the company the company has to post a video it's it just it's it's crazy that we get to see this kind yeah. of thing yeah i'm really i really wonder how much companies adjust their sculpting based on what they read hmm you gotta they gotta there's gotta be people from these companies following a lot of these facebook groups mm -hmm. i mean these these guys don't appear to do surveys i always wonder why in the world we how and how do they determine which figures to make hmm. you know everybody online says well i want a dr fate or i want a hawkeye or i want this character or that character um, and inevitably they're not made, I mean, mm. you know, there's so many focusing on the main characters, how mm. many Batman statues, do oh, we wow. have? how many Superman statues do we have wonder? I mean, they coming out of the woodwork and I can't personally justify buying two or three more wonder woman statues when the one that I have in my collection, I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot of money to spend, unless you're a Wonder Woman statue collector. collector. And that's all. Then um, I I just can't see dropping the money. I mean, we're talking you know anywhere between five hundred to three thousand dollars, depending on what type of collector you are, mm -hmm. to get a new Wonder Woman. That maybe the one that you got is pretty damn good to begin with i mean mm -hmm. you know I've, i think i've got two sideshow wonder woman statues and i just can't justify buying anymore because the ones i have i really like so um it's an interesting hobby to say the least it is it's like uh i don't know it's just it's so many like you were saying there's so many characters that can be produced and companies they just don't get to it for X or Y reason. 
And that is the amazing money. thing. Yeah, money. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that, but, but that, that, that just brings me to my point. So how would a company know whether a, I'll just use an example, a Hawkman statue, how many of those do they think they could sell? How do they determine that? I, I don't see surveys anywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't see uh, any kind of mechanism where these companies can try to determine which statues to make because they don't have any way of getting information from the collector other than what is being sold. Do you, you know, think that, do you think that in part it has to do, let's say, with the cinematic universes that we're we're ex we're having like i know with marvel as soon as marvel come out with the cinematic universe since marvel came out with mcu and all that stuff i feel that the that the the popularity characters like thor or iron man they were always popular among collect you know comic book you know comic book readers and such yep. collectors are characters that we love but the vast majority of people who do not read comics all of a sudden they want to have a thor statue they want to have a iron man statue because they are what maybe they want to have what they want to have is they want to have a Chris Hemsworth statue or Robert Downey Jr. statue. That's mm -hmm. what they want because that's what the MCU is. I mean, it's basically the actors portraying these characters. Um, and and if you look at the if you look at the comic book industry, statue designers could use any of the artists for their portrayal you can use a jim lee style mm -hmm. face for for iron man or you can use an alex ross style for iron man so it's it, it's it's more based around the artist in the comic book realm as mm -hmm. opposed to the mcu seems to be more geared around the actor the actor um, yeah and i also think this is just my opinion that i think the success of a movie may determine which characters may be made. Mm -hmm. Black Adam didn't do real well. No, so will they see a Dr. Fate? Will they see a, a, a Hawkman? Mm -mm. I don't know. I, I would question, and if I was, a, if I was a, a, in the statue business mm -hmm. of making these things, I would be reluctant to spend whatever it is, million dollars, $2 million to go through the whole design manufacturing phase to make X number of uh, hot toys or statues mm -hmm. or whatever of a character from a movie that didn't do well. That is true. Like you, you see, for example, with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I know that you were not a fan of that movie. <laughs> You're not a, not fan, a fan of, of the whole. <laughs> I remember you, you expressed that uh, um, many times too. But because of how popular these movies were, all of a sudden, people that who did yeah. not know about who the Guardians of the Galaxy were, all of a sudden, everyone is a fan. And that's when you see yeah. companies producing statues of the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. that and resemble. It's not, and, and it's, yeah, and it's not even just a main. You get some of the, the, the I'll call them B and C character mm -hmm. uh, are being, especially Hot Toys, is making almost all the characters in those movies. Um, yeah, it's. What do you think now that you brought that Hot Toys thing? Uh, what do you think about the way, like for example, talking about SciShow? Um, you know, SciShow is like 
they are the distributors in, in North America. I think also worldwide, they do a lot of distribution. And and you see, like, for example, on, on the groups, on the SciShow groups, the vast majority of the people there are not statue collectors, but they are hot toys collectors. Um, how do you compare one with the other? They're two different communities. They're very different in some ways, but there are also a lot of similarities. What do you think about the toy community versus the statue community? You you know, do you have an opinion in reference to them? I'm I'm guilty because I collect hot toys. Too. Me too. <laughs> I mean, and I've got uh, well, you can sort of see behind me. There's my Star Wars collection over yes. my shoulder. Um, I don't know. I probably have got fifty or sixty hot toys, mm -hmm. uh, mostly Star Wars. I've got the like the original Avengers. Um, uh, I've got Michael Keaton Batman. I've got the uh, Christian Bale Batman. Um, I'm 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 more of a hero collector than a villain collector. Although mm -hmm. I do have some, but some I'm mostly mostly into the, the, the heroes. heroes. Um, I, well, for one thing, the hot toy collectors you can get into it for a lot less than getting into statues. That's true. Um, and you can display, it's like Bowen. You can display a lot more of them than you can quarter scale. In the average home, mm -hmm. you can. Um, I know there are guys that, you know, have statues all over their house. Um, and I would be willing to bet a majority of those are probably single. Um, but... Anywho, I, I, back to the hot. I I think that's one of the reasons why hot toys are just so popular. So popular is it, it? It's an and when I say easy to get into, when you compare the price, you can get into a hot toy for two hundred to two fifty. Get it, you know, get it on sale through Big Bad Toy Store or something like that. Um, uh, a lot less than you can get into statues, especially quarter scale nowadays. Um, mm -hmm. And and as far as uh, six scale Marvel, Kotobuki, uh, I guess, is still making a few six scale mm -hmm. Marvel, but uh, there's not a lot of six scale Marvel statue uh, companies out there anymore. Uh, Tweeterhead is the only one the that I think of is uh, for DC making uh, six scale. Um, so, your, your your options are sort of limited. If you want to get Marvel stuff, you're almost going down the hot toys slash sideshow path. Mm -hmm. Do you and, think uh, now when you're you mentioning this, because I think that the uh and I know when Randy with Bowen Designs went out of business, of course there was a this time where nobody knew exactly what was the in the end, what would be the end result of that? I think that was the hope that, the, you know, he would come back. Then, of course, went through his divorce and all of that. Uh, I, I still feel that he, I don't know how many years has been. It's been a while uh, since he been left. More than five. More than five yeah. years. I still feel that there is like a big void in the market yeah. for someone to take that mantle. Because to me, there's, I don't think anyone, even the biggest companies, and there's big companies doing amazing stuff now, but no one has done the volume on the bulk that, you know, and the the way he did it for so many years. I think Randy was, he was an innovator. He was the one actually yep. that built the way we're doing business now. 
Uh, yes, he did. I still I, have my fingers crossed that he's going to yeah. come back. I really hope he does. Um, there's a lot of six scale Marvel pieces I would love to have in my collection that, that if, if he if he doesn't come back and do them, I don't think they'll ever get done. And and commissioning them is just pretty expensive to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't commission very many pieces. Um, I think off the top of my head, my, uh, I've only got, well, I've got three Calvin and Hobbes statues that I've commissioned. I have Which are amazing a, pieces, uh, by the way. Thank you. I'm, I mean, uh, they're probably my pride and joy. I have a Johnny Bravo that I okay. uh, commissioned years and years ago. Um, and I have a, I'm on a, I'm on a group that's uh, doing a Supergirl quarter mm. scale commission i haven't really been a fan of any of the supergirl statues that have been released so i found a small group that's uh making one that they've designed and i like the design so i'm put the deposit down and i'm waiting for them to just build it and paint it and ship it and so i can put it in my collection so so what yeah. do you think about these customizers now? Like there's there's a lot of groups also just specializing on that. What do you think about There are, and they are they are dope looking. I mean, some of these guys are uh talented beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Um and and uh the pieces that come out, I I'm very impressed with a lot of them. Um some of them, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of who the, the one that, um, there's, a, there's a group, well, I shouldn't even mention names because they, they might get in trouble. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just uh, say this, there's, there's some groups out there that are pretty good at uh, superhero statues. And there's a couple of groups out there that are doing the, I'll call them sexualized oh, yes. female superheroes. They I are mean, very popular. <laughs> they are very popular. Um, uh, my wife would I kill me if mind, I ever get into that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't mind having a couple of them, but I know for sure they're going to be probably an eye roll from the spouse Yeah, uh, putting them in the collection. Um, but, I mean... I've got a couple of, you know, I've got the day hot Thoris. That's pretty over-sexualized, but yes. it's, it's just a beautiful statue. And I've got, uh, I've got the, uh, the Tarna from, uh, the heavy metal movie mm-hmm. and, um, fathom fathom. Yeah. That was a sideshow piece. And I got a lady death in my collection. So I, I'll say I have my share of sexy ladies. Sexy ladies in my collection, yeah. But you know, I mean, one of my favorites is Elvira. I've got a few Elvira mm-hmm. pieces that uh, I really like. So you just get in, you get down, you know, in your path, the things that you really are interested in. I'm, like I say, the things that I grew up with. I grew up watching Elvira on Saturday nights when she was doing the horror shows on uh, on TV. So that's one of the reasons why I latched onto her. So plus Chad from uh, Tweeterhead is a good friend of uh, Elvira. Yeah. Elvira. Yeah. I forgot her. Cassandra. Um, Cassandra, Cassandra Peterson. Yes. Yeah. 
So, um, but I, you know, I, it'd be interesting to see what happened, where the collection goes. I, I'm seeing a lot more people online selling their larger scale stuff. Oh yeah. And I, I, I think space is hitting a lot of people's, you know, I think the, a lot of people are hitting the wall mm -hmm. when it comes to space. They, they, uh, they, they may order too many. It's, it's so easy to get the fear of missing out mm -hmm. uh, attitude when somebody's uh, showing some of these awesome statues. Mm -hmm. And then when the big boxes start showing up, where am I going to put these things? Yeah. Like, I cannot believe like some of these statues, particularly some of the like XM Studios or Prime One Studio coming in two, three boxes. It's like to me unthinkable. <laughs> Where am I supposed to do with those boxes? I don't even yeah. care about the pieces. Like, where are you gonna put those boxes? I know. I've got. I've got a. Let's see. I've got one, two. I've got two XM statues. I've got the one of the first Thors that came out, and then I have the Magdalena. Uh huh. Oh, that's a gorgeous um, piece. That was. Uh, that's one of those things where I'm. I'm sorry. I wish I hadn't spent the money. I was at the Denver Comic Fest, uh -huh. and I, I, I have a good friend of mine who has a, a toy store. That's where I get a lot of my deals through. I help him, you know, I help him run his booth mm -hmm. at the Comic Fest. Well, we happen to be right next door to the XM booth, mm. so as I'm as I'm standing on the outside of the booth watching people coming in because my job I, my job as i'm helping him is to make sure nobody's stealing stuff off of the shelves mm -hmm. so it's more of a a security type thing but mm -hmm. it's also talking to people about collectibles and, and, and stuff and uh anyways as i'm standing outside my friend's booth the xm uh, booth is like right there and i'm staring at the i they had they just put out the the Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Superman, and Flash uh one six scale mm -hmm. statues. And they had the Magdalena there and I'm can't I can't remember what else. And anywho, I as I'm sitting there watching them, looking at them, I should say, I ended up buying the Magdalena and ended up buying the XM Flash piece. <laughs> um just I just couldn't resist. Couldn't resist myself. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting, I can say, I love the hobby. It's just an expensive hobby. It is an sure. expensive hobby, but it's just like, I don't know, like some days I say like, I'm going to quit, but, but then uh, you look at the stuff that they're coming up with and you're like, man, they just reel me in. It's like, I, there's so many things and the art, it just gets better and better and better. Um, it just blows my mind. what some of these artists are doing now, it's just not, not diminishing the work that was done years ago because some pieces are still still amazing and I still love the classic bow and stuff but some of these companies are doing some things that uh, are just gorgeous uh, like you were saying yes. like Twitterhead now Twitterhead has been the company that has been picking I'm the one that I'm just I have so many pre-orders just for this year with Twitterhead I'm in love with their 1.6 scale with you know even though it's larger than 1.6 but I'm in love with this new collection they have and I'm looking forward to the Masters of the Universe um, on the one six because I'm still not, you know, I, I have no desire to move beyond the one six scale um, because space. Because I still think that companies are doing amazing work 
just like looking at the Twitter head, there's a to me, like for example, the Superman that they just came up with or the Flash, and I think uh Green Lantern is coming, John Stewart is coming very soon. It's just amazing to look at. Uh, you know, there's yeah. you can go to SciShow, they also do amazing stuff, but I think that I have enough, you know, with those pieces. I don't think I need I something to, else. I have to be real selective on the quarter scale. And and it comes down to space is um it's got to be something that I really, really like, or I really, really want. Um, and that's why, you know, the Supergirl, I've been wanting a Supergirl in my collection for a long time. And um, it's, I haven't been real keen on, on the ones that have been released. So I just keep waiting and waiting. And then I get more into watching. I get not only watching, but I, start, I get invited into a lot of the customization Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So they're pulling me in, which it's their own, it's their own way of marketing is, uh, you know, they find somebody out there who has some custom pieces uh-huh. or at least is interested in custom pieces. And next thing you know, you get an invite and you're watching all the stuff coming up and it's, uh, it can be rather tempting on some of the stuff that I've some of this seen. Stuff. So do yeah. you think that the now with this technology that we have and the way that the new art that we have, do you think the hobby or the industry as a whole, it's better now than it was years ago? Or do you prefer what used to be, let's say 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago? I, I, I guess I'd have to say, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot more choices, which is good. Um, the, the digital sculpting, you know, I, I'm, I have mixed emotions about it because I know there's a lot of artists who I consider, I don't know if I would consider them friends, acquaintances that mm-hmm. I, I know, I know them. Um, and I, I think they know me or some of, some of them mm-hmm. do. Um, just from my background, knowing a lot of the Bowen mm-hmm. uh, artists over the years, um, who are, I would say, not fans of the digital uh, artwork, but they sure seem to be able to do a lot more detail digitally. I mm-hmm. mean, just my opinion, and and the more the digital pieces hook into the uh, manufacturing process, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the way 3D printers are, you can take a 3D design off your computer and load it into a 3D printer and voila. Voila, exactly. I mean, my daughter's got one of these new, I think it's called an igloo, 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 Jupiter. Okay. And it can print a one foot piece overnight. Um, it's, it's quite an impressive 3d printer and they're going to do nothing but get better. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just the way technology is as, as it gets refined, you know, the, the more detail you get into a computer, you know, cameras went from 12 megapixels, 48 megapixels. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're going to have a 128 megapixel mm-hmm. computer that can spit its design out to a 3D printer 
and you're going to have the same kind of detail on a 3D printer. It's just amazing what technology has come to. Um, it's it just it seems it just changes the skill set of an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they used to have to you know have to do it all um, manually. You know, I remember watching pictures of Randy Bowen doing his sculpting in his studio. I mm -hmm. mean, and it's it's just amazing they have that kind of talent. And now there's people who are doing it on a computer yeah. with a mouse. Um, it's real. It is. Yeah, it is surreal. It's and and the, and the detail they're coming out with is unbelievable. So, mm -hmm. um, so I guess I would say it's better from my perspective, and then mostly because more choice. More choice. Now, with all the companies that we have, and there's like so many companies right now, where there is in statues, but also in the toy industry, which I'm you know I'm blown away by some of the stuff that is doing, like XO Six, for example, with the Star Trek <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for those. I yeah. bought almost every single one that they've released so far. With all these companies that are out there, um, what are the companies that are, are your favorites right now? The companies that you're looking at them, paying more attention, the, the ones that you think that they have a bright future and they are the ones pushing the envelope in the industry? Well, I'm still a fan of Tweeterhead. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm a fan of XO6 um with the star trek stuff i mean i've been looking for star trek stuff for a long time mm -hmm. um and uh hot toys i mean i like hot toys i just wish they did something other than iron man I mean, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it won't so. be long we're gonna have iron man mark 156 yes um, um in the toy industry i've been following super seven for seven, got some really cool Disney pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I, I mean, I used to collect six scale action figures. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I got away from that. But uh, when you when you look at the action figures that they're creating, their their detail is is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think yeah, when you have like artists, people like Tony Soprano, I think Tony Soprano has been working for Super Seven. You know, like uh, these are. He super... also does Hallmark ornaments too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got some of his pieces in my uh, that hanging on my tree at Christmas. That wow. He's done. Um, and I see some of the people on Facebook. I, I want to say Brian Beatty. I think is his name. I think he Thank does you. some work for Super Seven. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, some of these guys are I and mean, Tony Cipriano. He's one of my favorites. In fact, he's I got the my Calvin and Hobbes where the two are going across the log. That's a piece I got from him. Wow. Um, and uh that is probably up there to top one of my two grails that between that and my Millennium Falcon that I got from Master Replicas. Those two mm. pieces are probably the ones I value the most. The most. Yeah. Um but yeah, Super Seven, XO6, Tweeterhead. And Hot Toys is still, you know, they seem to be big on the um, uh, MCU mm -hmm. for for getting pieces out. Um, trying to think what the the new one uh, company that's doing all the Lord of the Rings statues. Um, are um, 
You're talking about Weta, correct? Weta is one of the oldest. No, it's not Weta. Weta's doing the statues. There's, um, um, I would say, I, I want to say Prime One Studio. A, no, I want to say it begins with an A. In art. Oh, in art. art yes, with the toys. Yeah. Yes. Oh, in art. Yeah, is the I mean, this, the uh, company that like the division from Quinn Studios. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I, that I didn't know. Yeah, in art is a division of Queen Studios, uh, and they what they do. Well, Queen Studios does the statues, but in art is the one six scale figures. They have like really yeah. high end figures. Yes, yes, they are. They are. I mean, I think they're in the like five six hundred range. Yeah, they come with mm-hmm. magnets, and they have this bases and so many accessories superior to yeah. what. Uh, rooted hair and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I like those. But like, yeah. but it's amazing to think some of these figures, like like you said, five hundred, six hundred dollar figures. <laughs> yes, I, I mean you're you're getting up to what quarter scale used to be a few years ago, <laughs> maybe even still some are some place, yeah, place. companies. So yeah, yeah. it's just, um. So you think like you know sometimes you know you hear this constantly in a lot of groups. It's always that where people are saying this is going to burst. They say this hobby or the industry cannot hold because of the pricing side, you know. And I think that is another theme, the pricing. Uh, a lot of people are unhappy with the pricing, but I'm sure you, in all these years that you've been collecting, you have seen this constant increase. It never goes down. <laughs> you know, people were complaining about the prices back when six scale statues were going from 200 to three or four hundred dollars. Yep. Yeah, um, there, there's always been that complaint. And, uh, you know, people that have uh, dispensable income, disposable income, um, they're going to buy what they want to buy. I mean, this is no different than the automobile industry. Look, I mean, you get cars that go for, Twenty thousand dollars to a hundred and some, you know, Porsches or Lamborghinis or whatever. People that have money are going to buy what they want, and sometimes they price you out. You, you know, you you're hitting a wall based on what anybody's income is is what they can afford, and uh, I'm I'm not ready to drop thirty thousand dollars for a, a one third scale statue. It's just it's not that I couldn't afford it. I just don't. Just not to. It's just not me. Yeah, I don't. For one thing, I still want to have space. If somebody comes out and makes a, I don't know, a one-six scale, or uh, I don't know, Hanna Barbera stack. You know, if somebody came out and made a one-six sketch, a one-six scale Fred Flintstone. I would, um, I would be all over those, you know? So yes. I just, it's just, uh, yeah. Some of those franchises yeah. are not getting as much love nowadays, like all the yeah. Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. Because I remember when I, back in the day when I started collecting, you were able to see a little more of that Warner brothers, Hanna-Barbera little statues here and there, but yeah, it just, yeah. Well, that been was a while. back when there was the Warner brothers store. Yes. The Warner brothers store. <laughs> But now it's yeah. like okay. I loved that store. I could, I went there all the time buying buying Warner Brothers stuff. Um, in fact, that's where I got a couple of my uh, Alex Ross pieces was through the Warner Brothers store. Uh, yeah. 
So you think, I personally think, like, I, I'm asking your opinion on this too, like, like when people say that this is going to burst, that it's, um, you know, unsustainable, I, my mind is like, we've been saying this, or people have been saying this forever, since I got into this hobby. People say this is not going to last, but the hobby keeps growing. There's new companies. There's a lot of emerging economies. Yes, in North America and United States, we may not have the same purchasing power that we used to have for a lot of reasons. But I feel I seen so many countries around the world, emerging economies, that there's more collectors. And remember back in the day when Bowen Designs was out and I did help a lot of collectors that they were unable to purchase Bowen stuff. Um, you were able to help people. You were buying for them and ship them to them. And and they were they would pay the money. Um, yes, I still have somebody from uh, I think he's in Singapore. And every once in a while, I get an email from him asking me if I would buy something for him and ship it to him, and he will pay me, you know, X amount of money to to do it. And I, I've I've stopped doing that. It just got to be too much of a hassle. Yes. But, um, yeah, because I had a couple I'm, of people that even when back in the day, like money, they will send me money, Western Union, people from Vietnam or uh, the Philippines and <laughs> Western, you have to go and get some Western Union money in order to do the whole transaction via PayPal here in the United States. Uh, it was crazy, but you did it, you know, for, you know, for fun, but I haven't done that in a while. But it, it's just to me, and, you know, some of these companies, some of these countries amazes amaze me that they wanted to have so bad what we have here. And now they have a lot of those companies are there now. And now we want the stuff from them. It's like we, the right. tables well, have been I mean, turned. It, yeah, it's interesting. If you look at some of the people uh, posting from Asian countries and they, they show some of these stores in the mall. Oh, my God. Where you might see an XM store in a mall or a Hot Toys store in a mall. I mean, you won't see that here because they don't make enough money here to support a store in a mall, but obviously over there, I, I mean, Asia, Asia, there's a lot of money over oh, yeah. there. Um, the Middle East. So, yeah. So, so let me digress down another path as okay. far as where these statues are made. You see that switching out of China. Hmm. I mean, not, not to get into politics, but the whole thing around Taiwan and China mm -hmm. could impact Man, where some of these companies manufacture uh, their their goods and i'm sort of wondering if you know maybe india might come into play or vietnam or singapore uh, might become more in into the the, the whole manufacturing process mm -hmm. because it seems sort of iffy what could happen over there if all of a sudden you know, they're making these statues, but they can't get shipped to the United States or anywhere. Um, we've already seen what kind of impact the shipping can have mm. on uh, the supply of our collectibles. Uh, and that was only because of the pandemic, but not because of sanctions. And sanctions, stuff like yeah. That. Yeah, I think talk about it. I remember probably a few years ago in the podcast, I did have this conversation too where um, – you know, we were talking about emerging um, manufacturing comp uh, countries, and of course, India is one of them, which is considered, uh, right. a, a, you know, in this case, the a potential there. Uh, if things go south with 
China the, to be probably a place where they're going to manufacture a lot of things. Um, another place I think it's been in the talks of, of course, doing things in Latin America, perhaps Mexico, perhaps like the Dominican Republic, things like that. The only thing is that China, because they've been, they have the raw materials, they have the, they, they've been doing this manufacturing for so long, they have, have been able to control it. Um, but um, it, it, I think it depends on the countries. Uh, it depends on American companies for them to, uh, American European countries to to really find another solution to manufacture outside of China, which I think eventually is going to happen. Um, how it's going to happen, we don't, yeah. we don't know. Right now it's a, so much uncertainty. Of course, you have the war in the Ukraine, the, the, the war with Russia, so many factors that can really affect them. Right. Sometimes people are not paying attention. And sometimes people, that's one of the things that gets to me when people are talking about the, the price, particularly during the pandemic, now that we are double the price before the pandemic and most collectibles for most everything. And right. like people kind of miss all these situations happening globally that in the end affect the, where there is the, the value of the crude oil, which in the end is what really creates resins and all the materials to produce this, you know, collectibles. Right. Uh, the shipping, uh, I was working for a company when the pandemic was happening and the shipping was skyrocketed for us. We were shipping from China, from Singapore, from other places. And it was, you know, you were bidding trying to get those containers. And the, the biggest right. bidder is the one that gets the container. Of course, he has normalized yeah. a bit, uh, but is there's so much uncertainty. There's still the fear of having another pandemic at some point. And ultimately, like I was telling people, it's the same as where you can see eggs now in America. You know, like, we're paying so right. much for eggs. And people say yeah. that it yeah. makes no sense. And says, yes, it does. Because everything, one thing that happens in a global economy, something that happens in a small corner of the world is going to affect us the way you know, this sickness happened in China and, you know, we didn't expect to affect us the way it did. Um, so it's, 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 yeah. it's crazy, but that's another theme. You know, that's another, maybe another episode, but, um, it's just a lot of things that sometimes we don't think as collectors. Um, and I think that we have to be very selective, uh, now more than ever in what we buy, how we spend our money. Yep. Particularly when a lot of these yeah. collectibles that we buy are not going to gain any value. They're going to lose value. They're already overpriced as it is. So uh, just spending, like you were saying early on, uh, $3,000. One of the reasons I wouldn't spend $3,000 on a statue first because it's too big, uh, the space limitation. And another thing is like, am I going to get my monies back from 3000 Because, you know, even though I don't, I'm not planning to sell something right away, you always have to have the idea of investment or what you do with something, you know. Like, if something happens to me, if my wife wants to sell it all, you know, like, if she's going to get some of that money back or she's going to lose it all, you know. Yeah. It's, it's fool's money. Well, so, not, a, not only about the money, it's, it's the time spent to do that. That's, I mean, we all know how much effort it is to like sell a statue oh, online. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, what I don't sell anymore. Of, yeah. I just, uh, I got a couple I put online and I just, uh, if they go, they go. If they don't, it's still sitting in my house. So. And I was actually thinking about it this morning. I was thinking, uh, I need to find the time to sit down, make, maybe make a will, but I need to make a will anyway, but to sit down and kind of give my wife a plan or my daughter whatever they want to do, like tell them, this is what you need to do. This is how much this is worth. 
or at least you know where you can go and find the pricing for this right if, because if not it, like they're gonna sell it for peanuts you know because they're yep. not <laughs> and that is the saddest thing when they don't know what to do with it <laughs> and i don't want no, no one to come and take advantage of it and just say hey, i give you 50 bucks for it and yeah i mean that's ultimately what could happen if somebody doesn't know what the value is the value of things well now coming to the end of the podcast keith and uh man you you have said a lot of great things here and um i definitely value uh all the insight but um if now that you i want to ask you this uh, what would be the advice that you would give to any collector regardless of how long they've been here uh based on your experience based on what you have learned over the years doing this what would be the your advice to to them? And I know that a lot of young collectors they go for, they come here because they get emotional, but they see something on Facebook or whatever or on Instagram, and they don't know. They just buy things and whatever. But what would be your advice to all of them as you have come a long way doing this? I guess I would say, buy what you like not what people online are saying is good. Um, there's so many things that I've seen people posting that, uh, oh, this statue is, is so great and the pose is fantastic and whatever the case may be. I look at it and I'm like, it really doesn't do it for me. And so I, I only I only look for the pieces that I like. Am I do I like the pose? Do I like the um, the genre? Don't don't get wrapped up into the fear of missing out, as it's so easy when other people are saying, "Oh, I'm going to pre-order this. I'm going to pre-order that. I'm going to get this," and you just start as you start seeing more and more people. Um, saying they're going to buy something, don't go out and buy it because you think you're going to make money on it. Buy it because you like it and it's something that you want to put on display in your house that will look nice. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I would say. All right, Keith. I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, and I definitely, it's uh, the advice is just, it's always a sound advice. Um, just buy what you love and right. don't let other people um, kind of dictate your your collection. At the end of the day, you're the one who has to live with that collection. Uh, you're the one that right. has to be happy with it. But I want to say, Keith, thank you very much. Thank you for um, for the opportunity to be here. Um, also, for everything you have done over the years as a moderator in, in different forums and still moderating in Statue Forum. Uh, on the different Facebook groups that you are, what there is, I think you have, you are moderating um, the Twitter head. Uh, there's a Twitter head group that you are there's moderator. A, there's a Twitter head. There's a Bowen, Bowen statue. statues. There's others. I... Uh, there's a couple <laughs> other ones that I'm on. I, I can't remember what all they are. But to be <laughs> honest with you, and those are great groups because I, there are some groups on Facebook that, man, I just go there. I just don't say anything because if you say something, it's just a rabbit hole. You're going to get into these yeah. arguments. And uh, the groups that you um, that you are, I, I know Hanley is also in, on the one of the Bowen Designs. Bowen Designs. Yeah. Nice place to be. I will tell anybody, if you are, whoever is listening to this, or you're not a member of that group, you should be a member. I think everyone is respectful there. I like that group. 
but I want to say thank you for what you have done. Thank you for taking the time and sharing this with us. Um, appreciate yeah, it. And it's 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 uh, it's been an honor to actually talk to you now, except for typing typing online. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like it's amazing. I you know, it's just uh, the people that I have met around the world online um, is amazing. I feel like I have friends around the world. Even though I may not have ever met them, I know some of them, I think, pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. Great hobby to be in. It is. And I will say, like, I was telling someone yesterday, like, if I go to my friends list on Facebook, probably 90% of those are people who I met through this hobby. People that otherwise yeah. I would have never met. You know, like, if if I'm just include my, my group of people who I went to school with, my coworkers, my family... But the vast majority of people who are friends, uh, I'm friends on Facebook, are people that I just met and I never really talked face to face. I just type things, whether it's in Statue Forum, YouTube, or on Facebook. And it's it's an interesting group, you know, from all different backgrounds, places. Um, yeah. It's an amazing it experience. It's an amazing hobby for sure. Even though sometimes we may hate a lot of things that happen in this hobby, I still think it's an amazing hobby to be part of. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, so. Keith. Thank you, Take my care, friend. JP. You too. Thank See you, you sir. See you. Bye-bye.